This is Crown Countdown U Radio, Canada's home for college sports. On the TSN Radio Network, here's Jim Mullen and Mike Hogan. Before we bring on our next guest, I'd like to share a story about him. Uh, It was about three years ago, and I had... uh, uh, just got off the phone with uh, David Dubay, the guy who sponsors uh, this particular show and our TV show, and I had to relate, relate this story to him, which was he was ta- David was talking about uh, being out on the PGA Tour and the giant okay. egos that are on the PGA Tour and, you know, how these guys can be, you know, snowflakes and all wrapped up in themselves and hyper-demanding and not very generous individuals. Okay. So I had to relate this story back to him, which was about Brian Doby. And I, I had come out to one of their uh, press conferences, which is way in the south end of uh, Winnipeg, uh, close yeah. to where the new stadium is, close to where their old stadium is, I think out at Smitty's. And after the press conference, I said to him, I said, well, God, I got to huff it back here on a $30 cab ride. I've got, uh, you know, Shaw puts us up in this crappy three-star underneath <laughs> runway three at Winnipeg Airport. He goes, uh-huh. are you coming back down to practice later in the afternoon? I go, yeah. He, and he throws his keys at me. Here, you can take my car. Nice. <laughs> See, that's the type of generosity and the type of people that we have at the youth sports level that makes covering this sport so worth it. And with that introduction, we bring on Brian <laughs> Doby. How's that for an introduction, Coach? Wow, wow. <laughs> do you remember okay, when you, you know loaned me your car in Winnipeg? Oh, I do. There's still a suspicious dent on the passenger side door. So, <laughs> Well, you know, it was a bit of a mess. I should have taken it out for a cleanup, but uh, there you go. Uh, listen, our license plates literally say friendly Manitoba on them. I'm not making this up. So there you go. It's prairie, prairie folk here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's... I- Go ahead, that Mike. That said, the, the the reason we were late taping today was Mullen uh, blew out a tire on his car. The fact that you would <laughs> trust Mullen with your car, Coach, my level of respect for you has decreased substantially over the last couple oh, of minutes. Listen, I, I was just I was just thanking you know my lucky stars for you know Manitoba Public Insurance. I sell like. <laughs> Uh, moving on moving on uh hey i gotta ask you about uh uh, your office being grand central station these days in terms of uh the interest surrounding jeff gray who uh recently signed with the uh, green bay packers uh what sort of communication have you had uh leading up to jeff signing and leading up to the nfl draft and leading up to the CFL draft. You must have been a busy guy when you add in the pro days and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting question, actually, and because um, we went through this way back when with Israel Adonage, and, uh, you know, I, I won't lie to you, I was kind of intimidated back then. I get, you know, some strange area code would come up, and I, I would literally answer the phone and stand up straight the whole tall, you know, kind of saluting, you know, whatever NFL team was calling. Um, I, I, I've learned since, as we went through with Anya Mata and now Jeff Gray, and this and this might sound arrogant, I don't mean it that way, but, but oh, I've learned to kind of um, pick when I'm going to take the NFL calls, because because they're so, um, especially the first call that you get from a particular team, they're, they're so long and um, detailed. And, and so when you see that area code come up from, you know, 
an area that you don't know, you're going, well, this is the NFL. Do I have time to take that call? Do I have an, an hour to spend or so? Um, you know, so we got, I think it ended up being um, 19 different teams, some calling, you know, two, three times. Um, you know, especially, it really accelerated after the East-West Shrine Bowl down in Florida, of course, and then it accelerated again prior to the Pro Day. Um, last year, we had about two-thirds of the NFL up here for Onyemata. This year, it was, was eight F- NFL teams. Um, so, yeah, it's really accelerated. And as it went towards the draft, you know, it, it, you know, you, you would have some of those conversations again. And then, and then um, now, a, a lot of those also twined in there were CFL teams. Literally, right before taking your call, I, I just hung up the phone with a particular CFL general manager, um, you know, really asking kind of where I thought Jeff Gray is in his thinking, you, you know, with everything that goes around the Green, Green Bay Packers situation, you know, and, uh, you know, what if he doesn't make it? What are, what are his plans? Is he going to return to school? Is he going to, you know, the list goes on. So, um, you know, I'm sure they have to really get their ducks in order in terms of, do you, do you take a guy that you may never get, or you, but what if you do get him in one year or two years? Then that's a great draft pick, and of course those are the obvious questions. But uh, yeah, so it's it's been interesting. It takes up a lot of time, I'll tell you at this end. So, um, but it's always interesting and exciting to be part of and sort of live vicariously through. I'll tell you. Coach, aside from asking you the obvious questions, you know, what's his background like, and is he a good kid, and, and studies, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you know, would you trust him uh, by lending him your car, uh, stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. what, what, I uh, passed the test. <laughs> yeah, there we go. What, uh, what, what kind of things will they ask that might surprise somebody on the outside listening in? Oh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll literally ask questions, uh, you know, they get into, you know, X amount of detail about about his family, about his friends. What what teammates does he hang out with? Um, you know, what are they like? Uh, does he have many friends outside of school? You know, they, they want to know about family. They all want to know about family in just situation. Oh, the family is right out of the, you know, made for TV movie. I mean, they're just <laughs> great people. You know, I mean, great people and. Uh, you know, his sister's heading out to Victoria. She's, uh, I, I think, uh, literally Canada's top under 19, under 20 uh, female rower. Um, so, you know, it, hmm. it's that kind of family. But, but they want to know, um, they want to know those types of things. They want to know things that, that they can't readily identify. What kind of a learner is he? How does he learn? Um, they want to try to find out how much literally that phrase is really going around last three or four years and that is how much does he love football and that and everybody every coach uses that phrase Hmm. um how much does he love football or does he love the idea of football does he truly love it you know um explain how you know explain why you think he does you know like it's all of those kind of questions it's it's all about the intrinsics They, they learn i think everything they need to learn by looking at his film uh both at Manitoba and at the East West Shrine Bowl, as well as, you know, what they see from them pro day. Um, yeah, they want to, they want to find out uh, if, if we're going to spend, you know, that kind of money on somebody and, and take a roster spot. Um, what kind of person are we getting and, and, and how will he develop? 
We're talking with Brian Doby, the head coach of the Manitoba Bisons on Crown Countdown U Radio. Uh, Brian, uh, you mentioned uh, not just uh, Jeff Gray, but David Onyemata last year and Israel Adonijay a number of years ago. That draws eyes and attention to your program, especially with these last two years. How does it change your message in terms of recruiting? Because I know that uh, in terms of effort, uh, you're uh, one of the top recruiters in the country, if not in the top three on the podium. Uh, how does it change your message? Well, it, it definitely affects it. I, and, and, you know, don't worry, I won't talk forever on this. But when I, when I say to you, I remember my very first national recruiting meeting. It was in Oakville, Ontario. It was an offensive lineman. Somehow I'd been hooked up with him. And I literally, seven, eight minutes sitting around their, their kitchen table, and, and the young man turns to me and literally says, Coach, until you called, I didn't realize Manitoba had a football program. That was in the <laughs> mid-'90s. I, I was so disheartened, I cannot tell you. I mean, a lot has changed since then, of course. And and um, But that was my first kick at the cat. Well, now, you know, you we all use things that, that work for us in recruiting. But for sure, it, it amazes me, to be honest with you. It, you know, I, I'll say it like this. When... When I'm talking to NFL people, and, 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 and X number of them I've gotten to know now, you know, for example, uh, Alonzo Dotson uh, is a scout with the Packers who, who has been up here four years in a row from Green Bay. Um, you know, it started with Evan Gill. Then the next year it was Nick Dembski, both first-round CFL picks. The next year uh, was David Onyemata, and now, now they finally signed Jeff Gray. And... Um, you know, he's joking about it being, we've become an NFL football factory. And, and I said, you know what, Alonso, um, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, down there at Ohio State, it's another day. Up here, you know, Jeff Gray signing, you know, with, with the, the Packers or, or Eau Claire signing at Tampa Bay, that's national news here. It's, our pro day is national news. And, and they, 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 they just kind of smile, and they really like it. They, they see the grassroots of it, I suppose. Um, it, but it works that way for us, too, right? Because it, it just amazes me how many people know exactly where David Onimati is. A lot of, mm-hmm. lot of kids nationally recruit. Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick with the Saints. They know that. It's, you know, it's, uh, it impacts. And, and it adds so much validity, credibility to your program, it, it, it says something must be going right over there. In fact, something must be going really well. There must be good coaching. There must be good players for them to practice with. There must be great competition. The list goes on. So it's impactful, unquestionably. Um, three guys in the NFL is impactful. Let, let me ask you, though, Coach, when you're 16 or 17 years old and if you have NFL aspirations, um, you're going to have options if you're a really good athlete. And, and, and there's, yeah. a, there's a sexiness about Ohio State or Alabama or LSU or USC. With, with the three that have gone to the NFL, with, with, with Izzy and with, with Onimata and with, uh, with Gray now, were they late bloomers? Or, or what was it that was able to get them into your program where you were able to take sort of the raw clay and mold it into an NFL prospect? Oh, 100% late bloomers, not even close, 100%. Okay. Um, yeah, um, Adonage and Onyemata literally had, well, Adonage had five games of rural uh, rural Manitoba, yeah. nine-man football experience. Yeah. David Onyemata had never seen a football. Um, Jeff Gray was, um, 
there's only two schools recruiting him in the country. Um, you know, he came in as a defensive lineman. Mm, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think he'd be a better offensive lineman. We moved him over. You know, um, we were fortunate. You know, but but you know, the right things happen. And but they did the right things. I think the impact. You're right. Those schools that you named are crazy sexy. Like, yeah, you got an opportunity to go to Notre Dame or Alabama sure. or USC. That's what all these kids think of. But I think where it's changed now with U Sports, as I took in a breath there, um, with U Sports. Uh, <laughs> Tell us how you feel about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that alone. So, so I'm going to get in trouble for this. I can tell already. Um, but, but I think the difference where it's impacted with U Sports now, and I think we have validity in it, and, and, and I use it all the time. We used to see kids across the country easily, easily go down to Division Two, Division Three programs um, because it has a, an American flag, and I get it. And, and I'm not saying those are bad programs or anything, but but I think we have arguments now, and I think we have cases to be made. And, and what I see now is is when I'm recruiting Johnny and Billy and Frank and Pete, and they're pretty good players, but they're not that good yet. They're not Division One guys, but they're good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're thinking about you know, certain smaller schools in the States, whoa, really? Ask them how many guys they put into the NFL. Ask them how many guys they put into pro football because you want to play in the CFL too, don't you? You know, well, I can tell you how many guys, you know, we're the number three pro producer in this nation over the last 17 years. Mm -hmm. That's part of my recruiting line. And, and, you know, if you want to be, if you want people to take a look at you, if you're that good, that vehicle is right here for you at Manitoba, as it is in Canada West, as it is in youth sports across the country. Does that sorry, but interrupt, changed. Does that does that sales pitch surprise people when you say we're number three in the country? Uh, it does. It yeah. does. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know. Uh, even you guys, right? You're surprised by it. I, I can tell. And just but the fact you asked me the question, I think, and and uh, yeah, I'm super proud of it. I, I uh, you know, I think we've recruited really good players. We've done, worked harder recruiting. Um, you know, since I've been here, and 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 I think we've developed good players, and and I think it says a lot for our program. And and I think, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere at Manitoba. You think about it, like Toronto, the next major city east is tw- is a 25 hour drive away, in, you know, <laughs> Toronto, and to the west. Yeah. And I'm bypassing very respectfully, though, bypassing Regina, as I say, the next major center is is almost a thousand kilometers away at Calgary. Like mm-hmm. we're, and, and I think people, um, you know, um, we won a Vanny Cup a few years ago. We've been to a couple of them. We've had undefeated seasons. We've had, you know, but I think Manitoba is often um, underestimated. And, uh, um, hey, look, I'm recruiting right now. This is a really good program. You guys should take a look at your eligibility and think about coming out here. <laughs> no, my clock has <laughs> long run out, uh, Brian. Hey, I got to ask you about your team. Uh, coming into uh, this year. Last year, I think it rained toads on you, and you may have been uh, hit by uh, lightning once or twice. Uh, I mean, your team came down with the mumps and almost had a forfeit a game, for goodness sake. Um, Literally. Jamel Lyle spent a year in the BCFC, uh, set a new record, uh, broke Andrew Harris's old record uh, for rushing. Uh, he is back into your camp. Uh, you know, you build uh, students, but you also build uh, student athletes as well. 
Uh, he's uh, no doubt a fantastic athlete. Uh, are you confident that you have him on the rails to get him back into your program uh, at running back? Because you can uh, really build around the talents of a kid like that. Well, Jamel Lyles, um, people, I'll say it, I'm okay with it. I mean, he, he's as good as it gets in this nation at, at running back. Um, I'm not, I, I won't literally say he's the best running back in the nation that is not getting paid. Andrew Harris is an example. Um, you know, I, I, you know, so he's not a CFL running back. I'm not comparing those guys right now. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's three or four great running backs in the country. He's one of them. No question. I'm talking about in new sports here. So, um, he's that good. And, uh, yeah, he's got some work to do to, to, you know, um, as he goes through his spring and summer here at Manitoba on our campus, he's got some work. Uh, to do to make all this happen um the ball's in his court and and everything's in place for him um you know and he needs to be he needs to be a professional student athlete he needs to do all the right things um nobody works out any harder than he does nobody does their running program any harder the list goes on uh he's got to do all of it and uh if he does that um you know he's one of the best players in the country so that that He's an automatic game changer on anyone's offense. Um, we have Teo Dizar back. Uh, all our quarterbacks are back. Teo, last couple of years, has been fourth, fifth in the nation in passing each year. Um, our whole offense line is back. Of course, you know, we've got 13 of them back or something, but we lose Jeff Gray, of course, um, you know, to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I think we're in pretty good shape. We. We had 24 players quarantined last year over over the over the month of October at various times with the mumps. Um, we had uh, uh, eight season-ending in, in, uh, season-ending injuries in the month of September. So it, I've coached 43 years, and unquestionably, I have never experienced a year like that. So. So hopefully we can get our ducks in order and and be um, somewhat more competitive this year without making all those excuses that I just made. <laughs> <laughs> but they're bona fide excuses, and I expect a big bounce-back season by the Bisons this year. Coach Brian Doby, thanks very much for this. Hey, Mike, Jim, thanks. I appreciate your time.